All right, folks, welcome to episode two of Be Happy or Die Trying, presented by 366 Sports. I'm Dan, along with Paul. Paul, how are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? You know, it's Thursday. I've been trying to push Thursdays to new Friday for years, and I think it's finally starting to gain some traction. Thursday's a good day. I, I agree. I agree. To, um, honestly, like I know we were trying to plan this uh, for this week, and I was like on Monday, and I was like, oh, I don't even know what night I'm going to be most free. And then it's just like, um, just whoop, we're already on Thursday. So um, I'm ready to, for the weekend. So Yeah, I, I'm ready for the weekend too, man. I can't wait for it. Um, today's episode, so what we're going to kind of be talking about today, because we want to try to give each episode a theme. In the first episode, we kind of just you know talked for about half an hour. And we kind of just talked about different things. And I think we, in some ways, want to make a lot of these episodes evergreen, would you say, Paul? Is that a fair a fair term to say? Like, in the sense that you can come back yeah. six months from now and take it if, if you need. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, each episode, I think, should have valuable stuff on in of itself. And I think it's going to be difficult not to still kind of come back to some of the same subjects occasionally and, and still say something that might be similar. But... Uh, I think that that's just because there's a lot of information there out there that is uh, valuable to hear more than once. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I've been rereading Harry Potter the past few weeks. Nice. A lot of what Albus Dumbledore always says is just like I I read it for the first time like five years ago. And a lot of times it's like hearing something fresh sometimes, even if you've heard it before, is just like it just feels like like a nice warm shower almost in the sense that it just kind of cleanses your soul a little bit and and, and kind of makes you feel better you know <laughs> so no no i mean it, it's uh, coming back to like other literature movies and whatnot that you haven't read or seen in years uh i mean i i know personally my perspective has changed so much you know just from whenever i was 18 so it's just like stuff that i watched back then i was like oh i'm an adult now and i understand these themes and now i'm like 24 and i'm like <laughs> Whoa! I know. I'm catching new stuff now. So it's uh, no, there's that's that's the beautiful thing about um, you know, books and just you know, um, movies and whatnot in general is that it does tend to be, um, while it's like a snippet out of time and whatnot, it still is changing by your own perception of the world. Yeah, uh, you're 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 100 right because you could look at something five years ago and hate it, and then come back to it five years later and love it, and that's the beauty of life. And one big thing that, and again, I, I believe I said this, but we're going to be talking about coping today. So today's episode, the the premise of it is is centered on coping, coping mechanisms, mm-hmm. things we do to get through the day sometimes. And mm-hmm. I personally think that there's a lot of good things about coping. There's also a lot of negatives about just kind of coping. Um, so I'm excited to talk, dive into this topic of coping um, because I think it's something that I historically personally if you're like me i've i have terrible coping skills um literally had a when i was in therapy my therapist told me that um again like i said this is all about being an open book i mean open book i've been to therapy before i have no issue admitting that um but she's like you know a lot of your issues dan is is bad coping skills Paul, are yours better or yours worse? You know, what what are your overall <laughs> thoughts on coping? Um, well, I mean, for one, just real quick, is that therapy definitely needs to reduce the stigma. I mean, I, I hate yeah. even trying to tell somebody, like, consider getting some therapy, talking to somebody that's trained for this, and without them seeming like, dude, I'm not crazy. Why are you why are you right. saying that? Um yeah, no. But um no, I mean, I, I definitely would say I have tended to have an addictive personality. 
And it is easy um, with coping mechanisms in particular, they just alleviate that kind of daily pain, uh, that daily stress that you go through. And they, they just kind of give you just a small sense of freedom from your struggles and pain. And so, yeah, it's really easy to get addicted to that. And ultimately that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this at all is that um, it's definitely something that can be healthy in, in a certain sense of just helping you get through the day you know, just getting to tomorrow is the most important thing. Um, but ultimately, you do know how you need to know when to stop if that kind of I mean, yeah, yeah, well, because there's, be the there's good thing. things that you need to cope through. Like if you're going through grief, which is going to be our next episode, we're going to talk about, we're going to have a guest on for that mm -hmm. one. But when you're going through grief, you need to learn, you need to be able to cope through that. But at what point does the coping prevent you from starting to live your life i guess is that the right term to use maybe no, no. Yeah. um but at what point does the coping turn into a crutch that you use to make you know i don't want to say make excuses but to not live your life to the fullest potential and i no, think I mean, that's, that's a great, that great word is crutch it's a real yeah it's a really tough it's a really tough line because i think a lot of times coping mechanisms become crutches mm -hmm. so, no i, I Personally, I've got great experiences in that market. But I mean, if you uh, think about, you know, any kind of bone breaking and trying to heal, if you don't allow it to heal correctly, uh, it'll heal correctly and make the problem even worse. And so in that same way, coping mechanisms can be, um, you know, helpful for a certain period of time. But if you don't actually learn how to eventually deal with it in a different way, that's healthier uh, and actually processes it. Because I think that's kind of the thing about coping. Um, is tends to be used the most in a situation where there's going to be very little change. Right. Right. Um, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's a really tough thing to pinpoint. I think a lot of us have, have had to deal with coping over the course of this year, 2020. Um, and I apologize. Some of you guys might be hearing it. There's some thunder going on right now. Uh, I don't know if it's coming through. There's a little bit of ambient noise. Yeah, know? it gives it a little bit ominous. I wish we were talking about something more ominous right now. It had a little thunder, like, um, no, but, uh, coping coping. depression. it's coming. <sighs> you need to know your mechanisms. No, but, uh, but I think a lot of us this year, I, I, I forget, I don't know if I was talking to you about this or somebody else, but this year, 2020, has been a survive and advance year. Yep. It's just been a get through the day. So I think our levels of coping, a lot of us, are, are through the roof right now. I know when the pandemic first started, we were all locked in our houses um, for days on end. Uh, and then they finally just declared that liquor stores were an official, you know. Yeah, they were uh, essential. essential business. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know, and boom, coping. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like um, I, 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 it wasn't even that for me. It was more like I would just sleep until noon. You know, I, 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 yeah. I didn't have to work, lost my job, obviously. So I'd, I'd sleep really late. I, you know, I just make sure that, you know, I was, you know, I, I took melatonin every night, which is a, a sleep hormone. I, I've been mm -hmm. slowly getting off of that now. I don't need it every night. It was to the point where I couldn't, my stress and anxiety was so heavy when this whole thing first started i couldn't sleep without either taking benadryl or taking melatonin or anything like that so that was a coping mechanism that i used but it's like you don't want to be you know a slave to that stuff your whole life either and that's where it's like now i'm getting to the point where it's like all right things are getting back to normal my life's getting better like i'm gonna get on my feet soon you know so let's mm -hmm. maybe try to cut back on those things um i don't know can you relate to any of that at all or Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, um, I think melatonin in of itself is just a great, like almost example and metaphor. Both is that, uh, metaphor, uh, you know, 
melatonin is something your brain produces naturally, yeah. of course. And so it is one of those things that it can be helpful, but if you continue to do it and continue to take larger doses, um, you're going to burn your own brain out of being able to produce that yeah. chemical as uh, efficiently. So it does make the problem much worse if you continue to lean too heavily on it. Yeah, and but you, Benadryl it, is, it is doesn't great. even work as well as it did you know, three months ago for me. And that's why, like, I haven't really needed as much. I've, I'm to the point now where I could fall asleep all by myself like a big boy. But Lucky in, in March and April <laughs> and stuff, when this thing was, was going on and, and everything was very fresh and new, it was it was tough. Um, oh, absolutely. So, you know, I, I, March I think... March was, like, the longest month I think I've ever lived in my life, dude. Oh, it my goodness. Just, oh. It did not end. It March did not end. We're still in March. I, that's, in that's... some ways, yeah. I think we're going to be in March until... <laughs> All this COVID stuff is over. So December hits, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but um, coping, I think, is is very valuable to help us get through that because it, it is a situation that's very similar. You know, you're going day to day. There's not very much change, so you're just trying to just make do with your current time. Um, but you know, for those that have been really, really ruining their liver, um, you can probably admit that that might not be the smartest decision either no. for your wallet or, you know, for your liver. So, um, yeah, it's and, just about and, finding a middle ground. And, you know, I, I've seen this, I've seen this in people, I've seen this in some friends even where you, you can kind of tell they're going down that path where they use things that have happened to them in the past. And that's why they drink, you know, that old saying in hotel California, some drink to remember, some drink to forget. I think that, a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there drinking to forget, man. There yeah. are. No, I mean, uh, that's a great point. And, uh, I mean, it's useful at the beginning, but it just cannot last. Yeah. And it's I mean, that's, that, that, that's the thing is that it is useful in the beginning. And, and there's still it, such it at a least feels useful. Word, it gives the illusion of usefulness. Yeah. It, it for me, um, in my life, you know, just kind of running away from my demons, um, not to just jump right into a deep end or anything like that. But, um, you know, I, I've definitely, I've done drugs and alcohol in the past. Not, not, nothing too serious, you know, the, the basics, you know, your basic, uh, weed, um, not really gotten heavier than that, but, you know, um, whenever I was, I just kind of was like a pendulum from one to the other and, uh, you know, with my depression, it would get so bad. And, and I would just continue to try to use this to just numb myself um, because it was just making it through the night. I'd go to bed and if I didn't have something in my system, I would just lay there and just think dark thoughts. And it eventually got to the point where um, I can only, um, like Mushu in uh, Mulan, you know, as great of a reference as this is, it's at the very beginning, you know, meeting Mulan, you know, and that kind of shadow on the wall, even though it's such a small serpent, um, that's what it was for me. And that's what I was running from is something that I, in my head made into this huge wave of a monster. And I was terrified. I was, I was able to down a 12 pack of beer a night in order to put myself asleep. Like, I'm not proud of that. Right. I mean, but, for, for but a certain I think... period of time I was, you know, I was like, Oh yeah, I'll pack. that's what I t yeah. do. But you know, it's, it's, it was sad that that's what point I reached is just the point of drinking so much that I would just pass out so that I could wake up the next day, go to work, and then come home and start drinking again. And it's just, it's a coping mechanism. And yeah. I cannot necessarily say that that was the right coping mechanism. It was absolutely wrong. But guess what? I'm still here today. I didn't, I didn't do anything drastic. 
Right. And so that's that's why I believe that it is still valuable. Yeah, and, and you found no, no, you found a way though to get to get past that. And like, I, listen, I'm never gonna judge. For it's not my it's not my job to judge anybody. It's never my job to judge to judge anybody and and, and with addictions and stuff. And, and I think we want to emphasize that this is a judgment free zone because there are gonna be oh, people yeah. listening to this right now where they're in that same boat. They need to drink and stuff like that. They need to. Um, you know, or, or do drugs to even to sleep at night and things like that. But I think the, the important thing is to learn that it's like you might think that you have to do it, but there's ways to break free of it. And I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I'm an expert of addiction or anything like that. But learning healthy coping mechanisms and replacing healthy coping mechanisms with things like crutches and unhealthy coping mechanisms, I think that that is a key to finding happiness in this world. I really do. I agree. And it's, it's not always the same coping mechanism. I mean, it's, you kind of have to rotate them. Um, you know, I'm not saying to rotate the same negative things, but I mean, going for a walk, you yeah. know, that's something you don't have to do every single time. Um, but that's definitely something I started doing over, you know, like the last month, like honestly, that's a portion of, of what this, uh, why I even wanted to do this, uh, as the subject for today's show is, you know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I'm not going to become an Alcoholics Anonymous, like trying to look for a, a getting my year's coin or anything like that. But um, a few days ago, I officially was one month just entirely sober. You know, that's up until one month ago. That's how that's how recent I've still been dealing with my addictions. Yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm not afraid to say that I was still in the wrong. But it's it's just it's factual. And uh, it's a part of my life. And, you know, here I am a month later. And those first couple of weeks, I will admit, there was almost a bit of a high in of itself, just from like a high on life. You know, I just I felt so good for finally kicking the crutch and being able to walk on my own. Like, don't get me wrong. It's depression for for a lot of those of us that that deal with it. It's not going to just be. An all the time. I mean, I can't say it's not gonna be an all the time thing. That's kind of been my life. Is that it's been a feeling there, like it. There's but times. It's there's times where it's all the time, and then there's times where it's gonna go away for a few months. It's gonna it's gonna go check out its mm -hmm. its Florida house or its house, you know, or if you're listening oh, yeah. in Michigan, it's gonna go up to its up north house and leave you alone for a few minutes, you know, oh, yeah, a few yeah. weeks maybe. But yeah, it, it it's there's times where it's constant. There's times where it kind of packs its bags and leaves you alone a little bit. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, so I'm, I, I just, there is value to trying to find another way. That doesn't mean it's easy. It never is going to be easy. I mean, um, I d haven't said it on this show, but I've said it a ton of times in life. I know you've probably heard me say this, is that we are each living the hardest life that we have ever lived. Yeah. You know, I mean, everyone's life is so unique and individual to ourselves. And just because somebody might have gone through something that honestly might might be harder to deal with. They might be more experienced with dealing with that tough stuff. I mean, me right now, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm like that uh, that SpongeBob meme of the backpacker where he's just on fire, just like taking yeah. it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. at, at the same time, there, there might be other people that haven't dealt with a lot of depression and their depression is just as real as mine. Yeah, I, for, I will for never sure. take that away from anyone. And, and I think a lot of times with it, too, is we compare ourselves to like compared to what other people are going through through and then we feel guilty too about feeling depressed and i think that mm -hmm. leads to oh, more I, negative code i have coping skills. family members to death i don't have a big reason to feel this way you know and like I, well i'm just saying like that that's one yeah. thing that my little dark horse has whispered in my ear before is that 
just it does definitely downplays itself. And it does. I'm not saying to upplay it. Don't get me wrong. Don't don't make a bigger deal out of it and and just to be one of those people that actually looks for attention. But there's so many more people that really aren't looking for attention, and they they have self-esteem issues, confidence issues. I know that's my my thing as well. My thing, and we're gonna definitely do an episode and, on and that a little bit a little bit later on for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but that, that's one of the things is it's like, it's so easy to downplay my own depression. I think I saw a, a tweet one time on, it must've been on Reddit actually, but uh, it was like, you know, my, de- my depression doesn't even think it's good, real depression. My depression has depression, you know? Kind yeah. Of well, the, and yeah, uh, you're, you're, you're hundred percent right about that because it's like, there's that little voice inside your head. It'll just be like, you know, you've had a tough week or a tough month and you'll be feeling bad. And then that voice will pop in. And it's like, yeah, but you know, Bobby just lost his grandmother. Bobby's grandmother just died of COVID or, mm. you know, mm-hmm. Bobby's friend has cancer or whatever. You know what I mean? So th- th- those thoughts pop in your head. It's like, and it, and, it's, and it's almost like just how we compare ourselves to other people in the sense that it's like, oh, well, like Paul's more athletic than me. Actually, I don't even know if that's true or not, but, um, but not like, I got my, my gut here. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got one too. Um, but you know, I, or, you know, oh, this person's better at sports or, you know, this person, and that was a big thing for me growing up was, you know, cause I played sports and stuff. This person's faster, stronger, whatever the way that your head kind of works like that depression kind of works in that same force. And it's trying to be like, you really even shouldn't be feeling this crappy right now because it could mm-hmm. be a thousand times worse. But again, just cause it's not a thousand times worse doesn't mean that it's not bad. And I think we have to come mm-hmm. to terms with that to accept that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think it's it's kind of just about finding your limit. Um, you know, that's kind of when I, I start to say the coping mechanisms help is, is that um, it's about finding your limit, finding out how much you can actually take before you need that extra little help, that crutch to put your weight on. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and. But I also want to emphasize that, like, I yeah, think finding there's some coping mechanisms that even a little like. I don't think I think if you're drinking let's use alcohol for an example. Like yeah, I, mean, I said, drinking example, to remember, drinking to forget. I think in some states drinking is legal in all of them, so it's right. easily widely right. available. It's very widely available once you turn twenty one. But I would say that drinking You're able to it, sneak it out of your parents' closet before then. Yeah. <laughs> generally most people can find a way to get alcohol when they're not twenty one if they want to. Um, but I would say mm-hmm. drinking is something that if you're drinking to cope, it's never gonna end well. Like, I think that's one of the, I mean, if you're it using is drugs itself, to cope, it's, a it's never going to just bring you right on down. I think, what is it? Uh, tequila is like the only actual upper of an alcohol, if I remember correctly. <laughs> that actually makes sense. That 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 actually so. makes sense. But yeah, I, 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 I mean, alcohol, that thing, there's a lot of times where even when you're drinking for fun, you know, I've had nights where it's like, oh, I'm drinking. And then it's like that 2 a.m. hits and you're just, you know, sunk into the couch and you're just right thinking like, feels. oh, yeah. man. Because that's just what it does. Like, you know, we've all seen it in school. Like, alcohol works like this. And then you hit that plateau and then you come down and it's a depressive. That's what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But I think if you're really in a spot on top of that, because, again, if you're drinking to forget or if you're drinking to cope, I, I just don't think anything good can come from that. I really don't. Uh, I think no, alcohol absolutely. should be used exclusively to have fun. That's what I think it was made for. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, humans have have turned, you know, like we do occasionally. You know, we've turned it into something that we use to cope sometimes too. Yeah. And um, I learned this, uh, or learned this. I mean, it's not like I 
was told it except for in a comedian special. Uh, Chris Gethard uh, has one called Career Suicide, and he talks about how his therapist um, was telling him that you know alcoholism is based more around your relationship with alcohol, why you're drinking. Yeah. I mean, personally, yeah. I, I've, I've always been the mindset that, you know, from being a server, bartender and stuff for a couple of years, like I had a guy spend like 30 bucks, dude, on Bud Lights. And we were right next to a gas station. I was like, dude, just go buy your freaking Bud Light next door. Stop spending 30 bucks on like four bottles. Um, stop spending $8 on a, a single shot worth of, of alcohol with your meal. I mean, unless you've got like such a light, <laughs> you know, uh, you're just a lightweight. I mean, um, you're probably not really going to be feeling it. So that's just $8 right down the drain. And so it's like, that's kind of, for me, is this association that I've always made in my head that it's like, if I'm going to drink, I want to feel it, you right. know, and otherwise, why are you drinking? And so that's kind of the problem though, is that whenever I would drink, it would be to take it just honestly a step further than I ever should. And that's kind of why I wanted to take this step back and, and just, separate myself completely um i mean it's not i haven't drank in a long time regardless but uh to me it's just it's about breaking the reason behind it if you know it's an unhealthy reason then don't do it that's just allowing yourself that is no you're 100 right no you're 100 right that's the key if it's not a healthy reason if you're doing anything and it's not a healthy reason that you're doing it. I mean, it could go anything from drinking to drugs to, heck, relationships. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many of us that use relationships as, co- as coping mechanisms. I've done oh, it. Yeah. I've done it. I've I done mean, I, I've I, been no with girls out of fear of being alone or because it's mm-hmm. a better feeling on a Saturday night to be with somebody than to just be by yourself. And then you feel worse. Like if we're being totally mm-hmm. honest with ourselves – you feel worse. I mean, honestly, that one hits you like a ton of bricks faster yeah. than any of the others. <laughs> like, like 2 a.m. for your call. At least you had like a couple hours of being like, woo! But no, no, like... You, you're right. Like, get get over right with, with like uh, some hookup and then you just like turn over and you're like, oh God, what have I done? Yeah. I feel way worse. And um, regretfully, we just... We kind of live in this culture that com- continues to permeate and, and solidify that cycle where none of us really <laughs> like doing that. We all... Well, are seeking yeah. acceptance and, and love and we don't find it from an, a one night stand, but we find the physical pleasure and that's enough to get us through uh, the night. Yeah. Through the night. But then, but I also think like too, if you look at like TV, for example, one character mm-hmm. I think of is Barney Stinson from how I met your mother. Yep. If you, you watch how I met your mother, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Um, I love that show. I hated the ending. Don't want to really talk about the ending right now. Cause I'll get mad. I will still say that the ending of that show was 10 times better than Game of Thrones Season 8. That actually probably is true. Game of Thrones Season 8 was complete rubbish. Um, oh, yeah. Golly, I'm gonna, we're, we're, we might have to do an episode no, about bad TV shows ending too. <laughs> um, but I think Barney Stinson, his character, and at least when I was 18, and I'd never had you know mm-hmm. any experience really with women at 18 because I was kind of a loser. Um, so... Um, I'm still a loser, so you know. Yeah, exactly. That. But you know, for for the most part, you know, you, you, you I think people, if, if there's teenagers watching that, they they're gonna see like, oh wow, the guy's had. You know, there's an episode where it's like he's with his 200th woman, like. But if you really look at it, like he's one of the most empty characters in that the entire show. He's getting back from it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, you know, it, there's a point. With with where people we use sex sometimes as as a very bad coping mechanism, and it's mm-hmm. it really 
almost makes you more depressed. It, it's it's like a two-edged sword, you know. It's is the high worth the low at the end, and, and I'd say most times it's probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, another way of, of kind of just coping, like, just because you mentioned teenagers, is you know a lot of the time stuff like sex or drugs and alcohol at an earlier age than uh, might be legal or whatnot. Um, a lot of that's due to like, that peer pressure. They want to yeah. fit in. They're trying to please it the is. people around them. And uh, and that in of itself is kind of a coping mechanism. I, I, I've i been for my like my entire life a people pleaser. Yeah, I, I've, I, tried I've, to keep I've known happy. you for, a, you know, at least probably around half your life. I would agree with that assessment. I think that's a fair assessment. And, and it's it's that's an unhealthy coping mechanism. You're trying to keep everyone happy. You're trying to keep everyone in your life because there is a certain amount of happiness that you feel that you can gain from giving other people mm-hmm. happiness, but it, it tends to be an unfair currency exchange. It's and all, you're yeah. not getting back what you want. And eventually you find that you're bankrupt and you're just down on your luck and you feel even worse than before, but yep. you don't really know. I, I will say this. It's so easy to talk from personal experience. I'm, you know, got years under my belt of, of going through this, the hardships. It's so much different hearing it versus living it. So I don't expect anybody to ever hear this and just apply it and 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 say, oh wow, I'm just suddenly better. No, we've all got to find our own way through yeah, it. Yeah, that, that, that's it, the key. We don't want. We're not preachy. Like we're not trying to sit here and be yeah. preachy. It's like we we know we're screwed up. We know we are, you know, imperfect. And flawed human beings and and i think we just want to share our journey with people because our journey i don't think either no, of us that, ever wants to be perfect exactly. but our journey to be just to feel better you know mm-hmm. it's it's no absolutely um yeah, and that's kind of the, coming right back to the name of the show be happy yeah. or die trying i mean we are all trying to find that happiness, and uh some of these things they they give us happiness just for a short while and we kind of get addicted to that and we keep doing it and beating that dead horse until it ain't spitting out any more money. So, yeah, uh, and I, I do want to talk about because we're we're getting you know close to the end of the show here, obviously. But I do want to go back to people pleasing because I think that that is one thing that is so understated in today's mm-hmm. world and in, and in today's society. I think there's almost like a, a, there's a very strong stigma that you have to be a certain way, look a certain way, do things a certain way. And if you don't, you stink or you're a loser. And, and, and I think that... You're just the outcast. Yeah. Nobody wants so. to be an outcast. You know, nobody wants to be the last person to do anything. Nobody wants to... You know, so... And, and I've lived that. And, and, and I think for me, what I've realized is that there's always going to be people who hate you. And maybe it's because I run sports pages and I'm highly opinionated and I have people calling me an idiot every day of my life online. Um, the more people that you meet, like, the more people that you have to call you an idiot. Yeah. So yeah. hundred uh, percent. My favorite is when people do your, like they will put you're an idiot, but spell it Y O U R. That makes my day. Um, but, but you're I like think you're right out the window, but yeah, but I, but I think, you know, for, 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 for some people, um, they, and I've struggled with this too. And I think it's, it's taken me until recently to just realize like whatever you you're never going to please everybody. It's not possible. And, and I know it, it might sound like complete, but it's like, just stop trying to please everybody. Do what makes you happy. Be who you are, you know, and, 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 and just, I mean, I, just do it. it. It's just a conscious decision. The second you stop caring, the second you stop giving a crap, what others think of you, you're, you're no longer a slave to it. 
you're no longer a slave to them and you could you're finally free to be yourself mm -hmm. now i i will say in my experience you know there's not a way to keep everyone happy obviously there's, you, you hit around never the, the, the hill around the net but, but i will say there are some people out there that they find a way to make situations worse <laughs> Yeah, they open up their mouth and they true. say stuff when they should just probably say nothing, you know? Been that guy. So at that point, you're almost people unpleasing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that there's some people out there that if they're not worth pleasing, are they really worth the time that's in your life? Right. Because you, we've got a certain amount of time every single day. And we should dedicate that to ourselves, to improving ourselves and trying to just get better. We should dedicate that to our loved ones, our family, our friends, the people that are continuing to make an effort in our lives. But yeah. I will say, I mean, you, you can't always somebody to just read your mind and to send you a text on the, the worst day of your life. You know, you, you've got to sometimes water the plants to watch them grow. You know, I mean, you can't just expect them to come out overnight and, and there be much there. So there, there is kind of an equal balance. That you have to cultivate the relationships that really matter to you. But, um, it really is not worth it to try and cultivate that relationship with everyone. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's and, flat out not. And I think people pleasing, I almost think in some ways, like we're, we're almost taught in, in a lot of cases just from, from birth, in, in people pleasing. We want to make our parents proud a lot of us. You know, I, I worked, you mm -hmm. know, with college students. I hope to eventually again work with college students. But um, yeah, and, and, you know, they'd say, oh, I'm majoring in accounting or engineering or whatever it is and i'm like oh why are you doing this like oh my parents wanted me to do that it's like well what do you want to do like you're an adult like you're the one who's going to probably have the student debt and stuff like that and you know like just even like as basic as that like just learning you know getting on that path of self-authorship is very hard mm -hmm. and i think we you really can't be on the path of writing your own story until you break free of the people who you've it enslaved yourselves to in the sense that you want to make them happy before your own happiness. Your own happiness always has to come first. Your own happiness mm -hmm. always, always, always has well, to then come from first. The, I, I've honestly found a lot in my life that the unhappiness that does come from trying to people please and un, not being successful, actually you kind of just cycle off to one of the other, uh, one of the other coping mechanisms. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I, my, my dad's not proud of me, so I'm going to go drink. I mean, my, my, Dad, I've got a good relationship with him. That's hypothetical. Um, but, you know, it, it's just one of those things where it's just you feel down because you haven't been successful in your attempts to, to be closer, to to impress somebody, to get in better with them, you know. And so, therefore, you consider yourself you, – you're more of a failure than before and you just want to go and forget. So yeah. it, it really does kind of play into each other. You're 100% you're so. right, man. That's that's a big domino effect. and. I, I, I think the, the, the I think a good place to end and I think a good closing thought here would be just realize that you alone are good enough. You alone are good mm -hmm. enough with without needing to drink to forget. You alone are your mistakes don't define you either. We're all gonna make mistakes. But I also want to add, I mean, just because it's just the way you worded it, I'm not saying that was bad that was the that was on the, the head for what you need to translate, but if you are drinking to death kind of thing don't do it to death obviously but if you're doing coping me mechanisms please understand the most important thing is to get to tomorrow fair and whatever you got to do to get there that's the most important thing to me so i mean i'm gonna say i'm an advocate for for going for these heavier things i know they're 
of prescription uh, medicine abuse in, in this country as well. Um, but I, I do say, I, do, I will say from my own personal experience, I don't know how unhealthy it may seem. You know, it's almost kind of a Machiavellian at the end, that the end justifies the means, you know, getting to the end of this race is the most important thing is being alive there to see those family and loved ones at the end of it. Yeah. So, but I, but I will also say you there. give yourself better odds too, if you, you do cope in a healthy way. Cause I've seen alcohol, like, you know, alcohol nearly kill people, you know, in my life and, and, and stuff like that. And, and I don't think, you know, I, I think if you learn how to cope in healthy ways, then it's going to just, you're, it's going to make your, it's going to make it easier. And, and if you, are currently listening to this and you are currently coping in ways that aren't healthy, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, just stop because that's just, it's not how it works. It's not how any addiction works. But mm -hmm. take steps, take baby steps, talk to people, talk to me, talk to Paul. Um, I think Paul's probably got a little bit more expertise in this one. But um, just based I, I on our conversation, in different ways. But I think yeah, I think that's why. Expertise in our I think, own lives. Yeah, for sure. You and me kind of balance each other out in a lot of ways, I think. Um, Although. I think I think we need to get some kind of a counter started for the show for you know the number of times that we agree with one another. Yeah, no, we do agree. So it's got to be like four times this show where I was like, I completely agree with yeah. what you said. Yeah. Um, so maybe we just need to learn new segues. Who knows? Yeah, well, we'll get better at that. <laughs> but um, I've never done a non-sports well, anything in my life, so. <laughs> I mean, I've, like, I've never really done a podcast. I'm, I probably should try doing it sooner, man. I mean, let me tell you, because, um, but. Uh, if I started it sooner, then I wouldn't have the experience that I've got now to uh, come to the table with and try to help people. So, um, any other closing thoughts right now? Yeah, no that that that's my main closing thought is just know that you alone are good enough, and you might not feel it, you know. But you know, a lot of times the fact of you being good enough, you know that that matters a lot more than sometimes the way we feel too. Um, you yeah. know, and and your feelings are great and you should always listen to your feelings but you also need to be aware that if you're feeling down about yourself that there's probably 10 other people out there that think very highly of you so that's all just just know that you're I mean, cared about. um you know just to kind of pivot off of just being good enough is it's just that you and your life has value you know uh worth the effort that other people might not be making in your life you are worth it don't second doubt yourself and think well, I'm just a piece of shit. I'm not, I'm, it, I deserve this. I deserve this. I cannot tell you how many times I have said those three words to myself, but I will say this now. I deserve better than what I've lived in the past. I deserve better. Just like me, you deserve better. There's nothing that is standing in your way, but just that one fact that you can choose between what is ultimately going to bring you closer to your happiness and, or maybe it'll take you away. It, it's, it's difficult to know in the moment where, which, whether it's going to actually, you know, take you closer or further away. But, um, that's just the part of the journey that we each have to make is that it's up to your own decisions, um, to, to consciously make those, um, and hopefully benefit yourself, but actually want better for yourself and, ignore that voice in your head that says that you're not worth it because you are. Yep. I think, and I so. think that's, that's the perfect place for us to end this show. Um, cause I, amen, that is boom. Put that on a magnet. Awesome. Folks. Well, the, Dan, 
Dan, it's been an absolute pleasure yes. talking to you, man. Uh, folks out there listening, uh, again, yeah, I'm open. I think we've uh, got an email address now for the actual show itself. Um, yeah, you want to say that? Because I don't know I, it off the top of my head. <laughs> oh, goodness. It, it's, it's B, just the letter B, happy or die trying at gmail.org. Oh, okay, perfect. Boom, shoot us a note. So, um, Contact us on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at DanCouver366, Facebook DanCouver, um, or follow us at 366 Sports or any of the 366 Sports pages. Send us a note if you need to talk. We're here. Um, and, and, you know, that's just how we roll here. We're also so, on Spotify and Apple. Spotify and Apple, yes. Hit the subscribe button. Next episode, we're going to have our friend Dylan from 366 Sports. Mm-hmm. He's going to come in. We're going to talk about grief. We're going to talk about loss. Super excited and excited yes. for some of the other uh, guests we're going to try to have on here on the show in, in just a little while. So, yes. Uh, Dylan, try to have a diverse enough uh, grouping. Yeah, I think we're going to have some people talking about different things and, and different and their experiences. And whatnot, too. Because um, Dylan, you know, just to give you a little preview and, and anybody listening, a quick 10-second preview, you know, Dylan Dylan lost his mom earlier this year. Uh, and he's had a very, very difficult time with that. But he's also one of the most positive guys you'll ever meet. So I'm really excited to have him on. That'll be next episode, probably next mm-hmm. week at some point. I would say Tuesday or Wednesday probably of next week. So it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. But Paul, thank you so much. Again, if, hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button. Hit a like button if you're watching on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube too, and we'll see you guys next time.